So let's talk about seven deadly content marketing sins. Content marketing, obviously, is one of my favorite things to talk about. Love it. Anything sales, marketing, branding, literally love it. But there are mistakes I see people make. Obviously, I've done so many episodes in the past about mistakes, but the reality is this type of stuff with mistakes, it never really gets old, and it's stuff that just keeps needing to be hashed over again. So I'm going to talk about seven deadly content marketing sins that I see most mortgage brokers, most financial advisors, most professionals making, and we're going to be doing it in this episode. So one of the very first ones that I see people make, this mistake that I see, is creating content for the sake of creating content. Now, what I mean by that is you've probably heard somebody say to you, um, you need to be on social media. Probably me. <laughs> to be fair, it's probably me. But you've heard people say, you need to be on social media. If your brand's not on social media, then you know, you're not, you do you even exist. The problem is then people just make content for the sake of making content, throw it up there and don't really know what they're making it for. Um, I see this a lot in discovery calls sometimes with new clients where I look at their social media and they've got their niece or they've outsourced it to like a brand management company, but haven't really done any real brand development. So it's just kind of generic content, big mistake. That is absolutely one you want to look at. Now, how can you fix it? Well, very easily. You actually, before you create content, get clear on your goals and how they align with the needs of your audience. That is how you fix this. So before you start making anything, get really clear on what it is you're trying to achieve with your content what it is the needs of your audience are and how your content can serve them. For example, and I've spoken about this many times before, depending on what you're trying to do, whether you're trying to generate leads, build authority, grow your network, changes the complete different way of how your content is, is set up and created. It's a completely different approach. So knowing what your goals are, what your needs are for your, for your, for your content marketing, that's going to be the thing that's going to set you up for success. But if you just make content and have no idea why you're making the content, chances are you're probably not going to see much from it. And then you'll be have a bit bad, bad feeling about content marketing. You'll go, it doesn't work. And that's really sad because it really does. You just need to know how to do it properly. The next one mistake is content um, being, sorry, basing your content on marketing, on a marketing persona you think is your ideal client. So again, getting clear, this is a mistake of people where they think they know who their ideal client is. And actually a lot of the times, if not, they, they don't know. And so you might have the wrong ideal client um, and not everyone is your ideal client. I love it when I meet people who say this, I go into mortgages. Someone said, I do mortgages and insurance because, you know, everyone can be my client. No, <laughs> no they can't. They can't. Not everyone is your client. And so it's, that's quite important to, to know. And that's a big mistake is think if you have this idea of a client in your head, you think it's them and it's not them. So what do you do with that? They'll eat very easily. You need to back it up with data. And it says here, know how that fits into your larger climate of your industry and what your ideal audience wants and needs from your niche. In other words, figure out who your ideal client is by looking at data, at pain points. Really easy to do with your content. Very, very easy. First thing to do if I was a mortgage broker or an insurance advisor or really like broker, the first thing I would do is look over the last Let's say you've done, you know, like last year's, like yeah, last year's cases or the last thirty cases um, of mortgages. If you've done less than thirty, if you're a new advisor, just go over the last, you know, ten, whatever, as many as you've got. Um, but go over the last thirty cases you've done. Spend a couple of hours trying to find that the the the, um, the kind of the, the similarities, and you will see there will be similarities. If you if you go through your content and you look at the, you know, like 
sorry, content. If you go through your, your cases, you'll see that they might all work in the NHS or they might all work. And I did this with me. I thought my niche was first time buyer and it wasn't. It was NHS. I worked with a lot of first time buyers who worked in the NHS. But when I actually looked at my cases, it was like nine out of 10 cases on average would be with NHS doctors, you know, nurses. And that was very oblivious to me. I know that now looking back and I did that exercise just before I was about to leave the industry and it was mad. So don't, don't, don't do it me. Don't do that mistake. Focus in on use data-driven decisions to pick your niche. Next mistake is not understanding what your audience wants to see from your content. So again, layering on top of this thing, you might know your niche then. You might know that you, well, you're making content with the right goals and minds. You might know who you're trying to speak to. But what do they want to hear? Because often we think we know what they want. But actually, nine times out of 10, whatever you think they want to know, it's probably way simpler than that. Way, way simpler than that. I, I've been falling foul to this, and lots of people do, is that the questions that come up in my live show I do every, my live Q&A on a Friday at 1 p.m., honestly, not that it blow my mind, but a lot of the times I'm like, wow, like, I can't believe that you'd want to know that. Like, I would never even think about that. That's why I do those lives, because it's good for me to know what do people really want? What do my ideal clients actually want to know? And that is really, really powerful. But most of the time I see people, mortgage brokers, they don't, they don't, they don't actually spend the time to do that. They spend they, they talk about this is what a fixed rate is. This is what and that's fine. I've done that with clients where we work on their education, but it's not actually the thing that's going to separate. The thing that's going to make you really good and successful is focusing on their their problems because they'll feel like they they're, they're being heard. Like I said, the best way to learn um, <clears throat> what they care about is check your insights and ask them. So that's, like I said, very easy. I've just, I just kind of ran over it then because I did it there, but ask them. You see your clients every single day, ask them what their problems are. Like I've said to a, a mortgage broker client, a few clients actually, uh, over the over the years is like, do you have a section in your first appointment where you say, what questions do you have? And then are you noting them down? Write them down. Okay, it's this one, this one, this one. Awesome. Let me answer them for you in this order. So ask them the question. So what questions do you have? This one, cool, write it down. This one, cool, write it down. This one. And then work your way down. Okay, answer the question for them. And then as soon as that appointment's finished, pick your phone up and record those answers to those questions. That's what I would do if I was a broker again. The next quite mistake that we see of the, the seven deadly content marketing sins mortgage brokers make is not expressing your USP, your unique selling point or your unique selling proposition. This is really valuable. Your unique selling point, by the way, if you're a mortgage advisor, is not I have access to um, a panel of lenders or I have access to the whole market or I have access to exclusive rates. It's not a unique selling point. Because everybody does. And I hate this. I hate this so much when people do this. When mortgage advisors are like, and they, they do it all the time, they're like, if you're focusing on a thing that you think is a unique selling point that everybody else has, it's not. It's just a feature. It's just a feature. It's just something that you have. In fact, I wouldn't even talk about it. It's just something that's on a throw. Yeah, we have to do this, do this, do this. Cool. But your unique selling point should be something you should be working on that really is unique separates you it's this idea of putting you into a market of one they talk about it a lot i talk about it a lot and it's in a lot of sales books this idea of market of one is very important so how do you do this focus on focus your unique selling point on what your customers value because being unique doesn't mean much if it 
if it is not something your target audience truly cares about. Market research really helps. That is, um, these are my notes that I make for myself so we know it. That is very true. That's how you do it. Think about what it is they want. My unique selling point, I do one-to-one coaching. That's a massive unique selling point in a industry that I work in where 99% of them do group. So my unique selling point is I do one-to-one. And why do I know it's a big deal? Because it's something that my in my clients, my consumers, my, my audience have all expressed when they get on the call. I really love doing the group coaching, but it just didn't work for me as well as I thought. I really, I think I need one-to-one. It's a unique selling point. Really easy. Hammer it home every single time. You can do the same. Is that, you know, late night calls? Is that, whatever, just think about it. Think about how it could be. I mean, every brand is going to have a different unique selling point. So content marketing mistake, the set, another deadly one is not focusing on original content. Oh, gosh. These are getting me fired up and a little bit too agitated, so I've got to be a bit careful. Um, so not focusing on original content. So original content is content that you made originally from scratch, and that means not using sounds, trending sounds, reels, you know, like that kind of like dancing, pointing, that's not original content. It's not classed as original content. And that's not me going, that's not a, just so you know, that's not like a um, a salty kind of like, oh, not original content. That's, that is not original content. That's what it's called. It's original content and, tr- and then like trending content, um, trending audio, trending style. And so that's, that's the, that's very important to, to create those distinguishing Differences is that's an industry term is original content. Now, not focusing on original content is a really big mistake because you don't own the rights for the music and you're not actually demonstrating your competency. This is what's really quite interesting. You're not demonstrating your competency as an advisor, as a professional, when you're dancing to some songs and pointing. Now, you might get good virality, but you don't actually demonstrate what it is you know whether you are a trusted resource and, a, and competent at your job. If you watch my videos now, I might only have a few people watching at any given time. But those people are either, one, they might think I'm an idiot, which is fine, but the majority of them will go, oh, okay, I didn't know that. And they're learning and they're, they're realizing Ash knows what he's talking about. If I was doing a little bit of a dance and I'm like, what, what, what? Then then that's not, that's not, um, you'd be like, all right, cool. Ash has just been able to copy and paste some um, <laughs> text from Google and pretended it was him to him that made it up. And that's not what you want. And that's why I, it's very, very, very bad. So one of the things there is to create content that shares value and uses original sounds. That's the easy fix. So put your phone up, talk, don't have any music. Really simple. Very, very, very simple. And yet, and yet so overlooked. It's quite, it's quite alarming how overlooked this stuff is. People do not do it at all. And by the way, original content doesn't need to be highly edited, doesn't need to be produced. You get all these people in your in, in your DMs on Instagram that will be going, I can make you these amazing videos that are like reels popping everywhere. But the reality is you need to, again, understand your ideal client. Your ideal client, my ideal client is mortgage brokers. They're not interested in crazy stuff popping around everywhere. That's an entertainment, education, two different things. All right. Next one, next mistake. Content mistake is that um, not being consistent it with your marketing. Okay. Not being consistent. Wow. I know this is a bit of a cliche one, but it is just really, really true. 
If you're not consistent, it's just, it is a deadly sin. You'll just never work. It's just never going to work. Um, all right. It really, it really is never going to work. If you, um, if you don't, you know, if, if you don't do that, it's really, it's, it's just kind of a, a simple one there that, um, I would highly, highly recommend with, when it comes to being consistent, just set a system, have a system, have a process, get it up and running. It's very easy to do because consistency should never be an issue. And I feel like a lot of times it, I not feel like I know the data has shown my, my own, my own experiences over the years of doing this with people have shown that people are that like what they struggle with what my why i am have a business is because people struggle with consistency but if you can over if you can slay that demon and set yourself up for success by being consistent over and over again you'll you'll win you will really win and so you do really want to make sure that you are pushing consistency and and finding ways finding ways that make it easy for you to anchor do it time and time again and then the last one is content marketing mistake is a deadly sin is uh, not infusing your brand story into your content now brand story is an interesting thing your brand story is not your story your story is um people think this is a life story i've had it on my gosh does my head in when i get people on a podcast i'm like tell me about yourself and then they're like well i started off in school and I was this and I was that and I worked doing this and then I worked doing that. And I'm like, cool. What relevance has any of that got to what I'm talking? Like just, just get straight to the point. And that's what um, that's um not that's 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 not your brand story. That's just your life story. The brand story is something a little bit different, which is why you do what you do, why the the business exists, why you are a mortgage broker, what is it that made you choose that specific niche? That is your brand story. Not putting your brand story through your content is going to be a bit of a, a, a massive mistake. And like I said, instead, you want to make sure that you detail your brand story. How do you fix it? Detail your brand story on writing. Do a brand story exercise. There are tons out there. I teach them as well. Brand story exercise. And in that brand story exercise, you want to make sure it's in a place that you can reference all the time. and You can reference it when you make content. I have my, and it's the, my, my one I always do is uh, what annoys me, what upsets me, how I fixed it. Those are my brand story frameworks. There are nine things there. I do three things that annoy me, three things that upset me, three things, three ways that I fixed it. There are nine brand story points that I try to infuse into my content. Sometimes I get it all nine in there. Sometimes I get one in there, but they're always referenced. And what that means is you'll see a connective tissue jumping around between all the content won't notice it but you'll but you'll get that feeling of ashes very authentic i hate that word but it's that's what you'll feel it's that thing of like oh ash knows what he's about it's very clear it's very consistent okay so that is how you do that it's very easy to do so those are my seven content deadly content marketing sins don't fall down those traps they're all very easy to fix very very easy to fix and could be the difference between you making money online or not so hope you enjoyed the episode be sure to subscribe i'll see you in the next one bye